What do you think, Will? What's your take I, well, on it? I, as I'm sitting here listening, I, Alan, I didn't want you to know, but she sent you all snorkeling. She's sitting at the bar over there hustling all the <laughs> islanders and dominoes over here. Welcome to Beyond the Rig. Real, authentic, and driver-focused. All things trucking. This is Beyond the Rig. Here are your hosts, Linda Dominey and Will Phipps. So, Will, have you had anything exciting happen to you? I'm almost afraid to ask. Actually, quite a few. Yeah? Quite a few this week. Without a doubt in my mind. Yeah, quite a few. So, uh, my back was kind of sore. What did you do? Let me guess. No. Did you pick weeds again? No, no weeds. (laughs) We had a blizzard. A blizzard? Yeah. Yeah, blizzard. Like from Dairy Queen? Yeah. (laughs) So all the rest of the world's having blizzards, so did I. I went to uh, Dairy Queen, and you know how hard it is to shovel a blizzard with a plastic spoon? I mean, it was a Heath one, so that way if anybody else feels sorry. Arizona does have blizzards, but a plastic spoon is not the way to go. Not with a Heath. Is it too chunky? I've never had a Heath blizzard. Yeah, the lady never even turned it upside down. She was really kind of That's like, the only way you're supposed to get it. They serve it to you No, she put down. all four of them in the little to-go. Yeah. And she, I was hoping she would take the whole container. Well, you would have to. That's the way you serve it. You hand it to them, you do like this, and then you give it to them. She did not. Oh, no. that's part of the experience? Ooh, no, she disappointed me. So that was the first interesting thing. And that hurt your back? I just want to give a shout out for everybody else in the country who's experiencing snow and stuff just to make them feel good. Okay. All yeah. right. Go ahead. So, and then the second one happened as soon as I got here to work. So I take my little cup. That way when my mouth gets dry, sitting on here drinking water, I set my cup on the little trash can in the men's restroom <laughs> and the ice <laughs> falls everywhere. So we're wearing masks. So I came out, and the two ladies who do the janitorial services here, I had my mask on. I don't even know if they were if they understood me. You know, first of all, being from Tennessee, and I'm looking at the ladies, and I'm like, "Follow me to the men's restroom." So they are sitting there <laughs> looking at me like, "What is this guy doing?" So I just wanted to show them that there was ice in the floor. And I wanted them to help me clean it up and apologize. And it was really awkward because the lady was looking at me like, you want me to follow you into that restroom? <laughs> yeah. So that was a great way to start the morning. And I have to uh, go ahead and squash. You guys are wondering oh, dear. what this is right here. So I love talking crap. Okay. So someone <laughs> actually got me a roll of toilet paper and it was very unique and I have no idea what this was. And what I started looking it says number two on the paper and it says a hundred percent bamboo for toilet paper. And I'm thinking, number one, how in the heck if you're in a jungle are you gonna use bamboo to handle your business and clean up? Hey, and for those who are listening, um what he's holding is a roll of toilet paper that is covered in some type of paper bamboo leaves. wrapping paper yeah. that has bamboo leaves on it um it's green and white and it's got a big number two on it <laughs> number two wow they said i talk crap so there's number two <laughs> all right well thank you for your interesting story you're welcome but i think that our, <clears throat> our viewers and listeners have had enough and they're ready right. to hear the podcast so now we kind of have a special guest we do and there's there's a friend. There's two of them. Two of them, husband and wife. Yeah. Right? And uh, he's been a former driver with us. 
And the funny thing is, I wanted to take the awkward moment off of his wife. So here's what I'm going to go ahead and bring to the table. That way, when she comes on. So for our listeners. She's not feeling as awkward. So we would like to introduce. Hang on. We got to tell our listeners what's happening here because they can't see you if they're not watching. Okay. Give them a visual. of. He has put on a pair of glasses that are blue. And I don't know if you've ever seen them. I've seen them like when you go to some of those uh, souvenir shops. Um, you put on these glasses and they have like these, ver- is it vertical? Yeah, vertical lines. Or like a rave. Or like a rave. Yeah. Um, these glasses. So you can't see their eyes. It looks like he's got a pair of blinds like open Shades. Up. Yeah, yeah. That's what they are. They're I shades. wish she can't see me and she feels more comfortable. <laughs> and there's an on and off switch on them and they are flashing blue lights. I'm taking it to help her, you know, because some people come onto a podcast and they feel really awkward. We're not professionals. This just lets you know. It's just like I'm doing this for her. So for those who are listening, I encourage you to find our YouTube, subscribe, and check out his glasses because they're funny. And follow us on Instagram. But go ahead. So so Alan Reader. Uh, Alan's been with the company for about 29 years, and uh, Alan is going to share some experiences that he's had while over the road, and we're going to get to interview his wife as well to what, enjoying things she did while he was away and while they were together. So without and further ado, name is? Tammy. Tammy. With I-E and, <laughs> and not a Y. Yes, it's Tammy I-E. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to introduce her. We misspelled her name. Oh, <laughs> right. So without further ado, Alan, Tammy, yes, welcome to the show. Well, it's good to be welcome. here. Thank you for <laughs> Thank inviting you. us and being part of this. Yeah. See, I told you the disclaimer on we had to warn you know, what you're going okay. to hear. No, that I'm, you know, as a, as a long haul trucker, you just, I, <clears throat> it's an old phrase that I use way too much. You just have to always be uh, expecting the unexpected. So nothing's going to blindside me here. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I got sitting Show's not over yet. We'll see how it goes. All right. No guarantee. So I know you're an avid hunter. From time to time. What I, when I found out that you were a hunter, the first thing I thought of is, oh my gosh, what, what kind of, and they told me to say this because apparently I'm not a hunter, which I'm not. Uh-huh. What kind of creatures have you killed? Well, um, you know, uh, hold on now. You're not going to apologize to the hunters out there, creatures. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, usually you start out as a young boy uh, hunting birds. I can remember, you know, I grew up in, in northern Utah, and, and my grandfather was a farmer, so I had this huge farm that had pheasants on it and, and rabbits and stuff. And uh, there's uh, uh, out by where the Golden Spike is. There's a, a beautiful valley up there called the Howell Valley. This is where my grandmother was raised. Mm-hmm. And I was probably about eight years old when I got to go on my very first hunt. It was in the wintertime, and it was for cottontail. Oh. And I got a little 410 uh, shotgun that was all that my little eight-year-old frame could, could bear at the time and uh, <laughs> went with my dad and his brother uh, and uh, a few others, and that was my very first hunt. Um, my dad, uh, he was kind of a, he tried deer hunting, but was really not very successful. And I remember seeing his deer rifle in the house and stuff. And 
we'd go out and target shoot with it as a young boy. And he just got really frustrated that he wasn't, you know, getting anything. And by the time I got old enough to uh, mentor under him, he'd pretty much just said the heck with it. So I had to wait a long time to find a good mentor that would finally take me out and show me the finer details of how to hunt. And I met a fellow driver here uh, at, the, at the company that was a, you know, it was his family tradition to, to hunt every year. And that's just what they do. And I was very fortunate to uh, be mentored under him. And he helped me get my first deer. Oh. He helped me get my first elk. And then um, after that, I thought I was, uh, you know, uh, trained up enough to where I could do it on my own. Uh-huh. And I was able to go on and, and uh, I, I invited my brother to join me on that hunt. And I was able to get a, my own deer by myself, you know, oh. as my brother kind of tagged along. Yeah. So my, my, I got a younger brother. He's about a year and a half and he's always my kind of my sidekick. And uh, if anything else, he just kind of helped me with the, the muscle to drag it up, up the hill, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. But, uh, for yeah. sure. So deer and elk and, yeah. and, uh, uh, in, in this, uh, desert area we got we got you know an incredible dove oh yeah uh, situation there and uh, that's a that's 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 a lot of fun and tammy's joined me on some of those dove hunts and have you killed anything no 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 i mean mm-hmm. neither i kind of like hunting it fries it's hard <laughs> enough hunting the meat <laughs> over there i have to drag it to the cart and i don't everyone thinks i'm from tennessee and they think oh you're from tennessee i make moonshine and i'm a hunter i am not <laughs> i'm no alvin really you're never hunt? no i feel sorry for animals i'm you feel sorry for I do. as you're hunting them no. in the grocery store. The very first time that my, my you dad. You feel sorry for them as you're putting them in your mouth. No, they all go <laughs> great with mashed potatoes. All the God's little creatures. This, that's so right. My hunting that's experience, true. the only time my dad had a slingshot and I pulled a big ball bearing and on his outside porch, there's this big, huge pine tree and this squirrel was just minding his business. And I pulled a slingshot with the ball bearing and it hit the squirrel in the spine and dropped. And I felt guilty. And I said, I could never do it again. (laughs) And it was stroke of luck. I could never do it again in a million years. And, and, you know, I kind of have a similar thing just to kind of wrap up my hunting story. You know, now that I kind of was able to experience that, um, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I, I, uh, you know, was a part of that and got to, to witness the whole process. And, and so I, I haven't hunted in several years, so you know that's kind of where I am out on it now. So, well, well, Alan, if anything ever goes down and we're without food, I hope a guy like you is by me. Okay. <laughs> me I too. will help you drag it. <laughs> All right, appreciate it. Uh, um, the neighbor, or number one of our, my neighbors, he made um, with dove. He did dove poppers. Oh, and so you take like the jalapeno and you cut it in half, and he stuffs it with the cream cheese and. And the dove on top. Oh Ooh. my gosh! Yuck! No, that is the delicious. bird. The dove, like they're like little lovebirds, aren't they? <laughs> oh man! But the meat is fantastic. Oh, that is so mean. I, I don't even know what to know. say. Oh, <laughs> it's so oh. good. Oh yeah, but the bad thing is, like, I just wanted to eat the whole plate. Yeah, because they're so delicious. Do you like well, dove, Tammy? No, no. See, you don't like dove. I think you and I, you and Linda, need to switch chairs here. <laughs> So, if he's shooting the deer and the elk, do you like deer or elk? Well, if he disguises it with the mashed potatoes <laughs> in the gravy, and don't tell me that is, then just you're okay. Let me know that it's chicken. Yeah. Then so, I'll so be one okay. of my specialty. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm with you. One of my specialties is to make mystery meat meatloaf. That way, she doesn't know if it's being made out of uh, hamburger from cows or if it's maybe something I. 
I hunted, so. Wow. Well, do you ever make jerky from it? Um, you know, not myself. I can uh, take the, the the meat to a, a processor, and they, they'll do that for you. Man, for, I for love deer jerky. Yeah. Elk jerky. No. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely It's not. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. No. no. I I'm taking you, your Tennessee card away. No. No, for all my southern friends, if you just learned that about me, I'm sorry. I do not. I'm so, not into it. She <laughs> has an interesting story about I was caught out on the road. I had put my elk in for processing and so she had to go pick up <gasps> the uh, the meat from the cold storage facility do you remember um kind of how that went you, uh, didn't you take a couple of, the, of your daughters with you and you just got a lot of uh it, <laughs> put you on the spot huh? do you, <laughs> she's like i don't do remember? remember no well okay I'll, the way i remember her telling it to me you know the cold storage there on 59th avenue and like van buren uh-huh. yeah that's where my my frozen and processed and cut and wrapped uh, meat was waiting, and and I was on the road, so I sent Tammy over there to pick it up, and and apparently she got a lot of uh, you know you know she's a pretty beautiful young lady when I got here married to me, and <laughs> she was just saying she was kind of a little uncomfortable with with all the warehouse workers giving her you know the up and down. And oh, <laughs> she's from Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. I feel more sorry for the warehouse workers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't let that fool you. <laughs> you remember, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That's yeah. funny. But I sent her on that errand, and despite, you know, that that unwanted attention, she was able to accomplish the mission. <laughs> and what did you have to do with this meat? I'm more curious now. It's just like there's some part of this story, Tammy, that you're letting him leave out here. So remember, this is raw. This is a podcast here. I want to hear. Well, maybe you can talk about, you know, how the antlers. Would you like uh, to put the glasses on to make it be more You had to pick up the antlers, too? Well, no, it's it's the placement of the antlers in the house. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Well, we've been married for 21 years, and he, um, you know, he said that he could, um, I could decorate the house how I wanted it, and he, he takes care of the outside of the house, and I said, great, no problem. <laughs> so then he started getting all these animals, and so I told him, I said, okay, I'm short. I said, anything above my head is your um, uh, area. So everything that we have hanging on the walls that is his is above my head, so I don't look at them. <laughs> you know, I, I, there's still a, you know, we have like cathedral ceilings in our home. And so in the living room, I'm, I, there is a reserved space. And like somebody coming in for the first time, they would see my future moose that I'm going to hang there, you know. Oops, oh, wow. You no, want no, 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 no. See, see, and this is the argument we have. She's not... No. Well, when he goes that to hunt huge. that, look yeah. here, I see these shows on animals gone wild or nature <laughs> gone wild. You be sure to get him to sign that life insurance up it immediately because yeah. those things look mean. Those they yeah. do some damage. They're huge. Yeah. No. Do you no, eat no. moose? Oh, yeah. Well, you would. Yeah, you ate a dove. Yeah, I would try it. Yeah, so there's another uh, co-worker that we have here in Knight that's very active in hunting. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's gotten, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's he's got all the... The taxidermy and stuff, including moose, you know, and yeah. I know it's his uh, his moose mount is one of the centerpieces of the entryway to his home. Wow, and, uh, you know, they're one day I can have that too. Huge, yeah, I like creatures. the bear. I like the bear he has. Oh yeah, <laughs> that bear is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that bear is cool. Yeah. And there's been some uh, debate with his better half on the where the it bear. should be located or not. 
<laughs> right? So there's always this this uh, controversy between husband and wife on where the taxidermy is going to end up in the in the house. Well, if, I'm if with it even you. ends up yeah. in there. I did I tell him that um, you know, when he does die, that his uh, casket will be a piano casket so I can bury all those with him. Right. <laughs> so a very large one? Yes, all a very right. very large. <laughs> Wow, can you imagine if you get that moose? <laughs> yeah. You better have a bigger ca- a casket. <laughs> Might need a, a double-stacked uh, so, uh, grave. So day. now we know that you don't go hunting with him all the time. No, I We're do gonna not. We're going to put you on the spot. What things do you like doing together as a couple? Uh, cuddling. <laughs> that's right? probably favorite hey, thing. That's a good answer. Yeah. I've seen her put that frying pan back down beside her. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, um, why don't you tell them about some of the traveling we've done well he he loves to travel even though he's off work he is still i mean we go on vacations and he doesn't want to fly which i want to fly he wants wants to to drive drive. because there's streets that he has gone on that has he has not gone on that he needs to see what's down that road do you have a fear of flying (laughs) no No. i love flying i mean if i couldn't have been a driver a, a truck driver um, I'd have to be some sort of a pilot, you know. Um, there's just nothing that just thrills me more than just just going places, whether it's, uh, you know, six feet above ground level or, you know, 30,000 feet up. See, um, I'm scared to death of flying. That's why I was like, really? I thought you had a phobia. I'm like, the no. only way I like flying, if Captain Sullyberger is the pilot. Yeah. That dude <laughs> could land on a river. I trust him. Yeah. No, it's easier if you're 30,000 feet in the air. You know, you're going to fall, you're gone. A car, oh at gosh. least I'm close enough to the road where I'm in control. Yeah. Not a hunter. Sorry, I didn't mean to kill your no, vibe. No. I just had to throw that in there. Um, <sighs> you know, uh, trucking it can uh, leave you very stressed out and frustrated, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of the times. And you might be tempted to even consider uh, getting out of the truck and looking for greener pastures. And, you know, I always find myself, you know, looking at the available opportunities out there and, Unless, you know, the Air Force is looking for an apprentice F-35 pilot, uh, you know, I, I just kind of come back to trucking all the time, you know. Yeah. So, And another one of my hobbies uh, to satisfy my um, my flight interest is I've always flown the model airplanes. And, oh, yeah. I you know, used to I, do that. Yep, started off in line control when I was in elementary school. And as I got a little older, got into radio control. And, mm-hmm. and I, I have a couple of nice drones now. And, and so that's so how long have you been with the company, Alan? Um, well, I first hired on about the six weeks after Knight hauled their first load. I understand they hauled it like in July of 1990. Yep. Am I correct? Yep. And I hired on in August. So we have to revert this next question back to you, Tammy. Yes. Okay. What was it like raising the kids while he was gone on the road? Because he's a two million miler. Yes. I mean, that takes a long time to hit two million miles. Yes. So what was it like for you? Well, um, fortunate or unfortunate, I don't know which one you want to um, say, but we're a, um, a blended family. So my, um, you know, I got to raise my kids while basically he was gone and, um, you know, do their activities and things with them. And then when he came home, I was there for him. So, um you know, that was one of the perks that was good that he was always, you know, that he was gone and then got to come home, you know, and then we had our time. So that was really good. Yeah. So you yeah. guys had to kind of find that work balance. So if you missing out on things, 
she was there being the mom and the dad while you mm-hmm. were gone, just kind of communicating to you. Yeah, yeah. But, but that being said, um, the thing that I really like about uh, this company is they've always been kind of flexible in regard to whatever a, a person's uh, situation is, whether they're single and they just want to live out of the truck and just go coast to coast, you know, or, you know, a family man like me, for example, I, I just stayed in the West, so I was never really any more than, than three days away, you know. Right. And uh, that, that's one of the, uh, you know, top three reasons that uh, I have stayed here for as long as I have. That's, so, that's, so I have to throw this in for what you said, that work-life balance. Yes. That, that's funny. You know me, mm-hmm. and I tell people in class, I'm like, you, you have to find that work-life balance because yeah. if you're gone too long away from home, you might come back home and somebody else's work boots are parked on your front porch. <laughs> and if you are there too much, she's going to be like, I have to find somebody that works. And you we know? can kind of <laughs> elaborate on yeah. that with my new position that yes. I, I've had over the last year. You know, I finally came off of the road and right. have come in as a squire uh, trainer. So we, um, <laughs> so uh, I am home every night now, have been now for going on 15 months. And yeah, there's times when she, well, go ahead and tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like that's a I mean that's a big adjustment, right? That was From, a big adjustment. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um it's just difficult because you know, I ran the house the way I wanted to run the house and then when he comes home, you know, he thinks he's got he, his ways. Yeah, he has his ways and it interrupts, but you know, we've adjusted well and um um I prefer him being home now. And um, 21 years of him being on the road was enough. Yep. Um, but I do um, like him being home and having that flexibility that, you know, um, we can do things together, you know, at nighttime and right. and on the weekends and stuff now. But you so got to great. admit, if they called me up today after this podcast and said, Alan, uh, you're the only guy that, that we know can do this load, and you're going to be out for the next 10 days. You are a go-to man. She probably wouldn't. Believe. I would say, Alan, take it. <laughs> Do you know what I picked up I on a second ago? Days. Do you know what the key word I picked up with her a second ago? I'm happy now. That yes, I, I heard that. I'm happy now. So did you have some interesting things you used to do that Alan may not have known about during his travels on the road? Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, I am a uh, Domino's champion. Oh, champion. Yes. Oh. Uh, I love playing dominoes. And also, let's see, what else do I do? You know, I spend time with my kids and my grandkids. Right. And um, I have church callings that I am um, involved in and take care of. And I have my mother and father-in-law that I uh, <coughs> uh, love to be with and enjoy um, time with them. And, um, of course, I have friends this yeah. is the crazy part I want to hear, not yeah. the vanilla side of Tammy. <laughs> what would Alan find out today, the secret life of Tammy over here? Let the wild side of Savannah, yeah. Georgia, Tammy come out. <laughs> it's just I go from house to house playing dominoes. You and your, you and your girlfriends play dominoes? All my girlfriends. Right? Do you gamble, winning money? No. You can't say, so, it, can you? It's for fun. <laughs> so, um, so I think um, there was one episode. One spot in my life, so my husband is military. He went to Korea twice um, for a year at a time, and the second time he went was the hardest adjustment for him to come back into the house, and it was because the kids 
we're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I probably can understand some of your your uh, reservations there. Because I know when he when he came back home, <clears throat> I was happy to have him home because I hadn't seen him in a year, right? Right. But for him, it was the kids were coming, hey, mom, can I do this? Hey, mom, can I do that? And we were used to just going from here to here to here to here to here. And then right. we'd come home. Like, it was just constant move, move, move. And he wasn't accustomed to that. Right. And I remember one time he says, can you guys just ask me something? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, hey, hang on a second. You haven't been here for a year. Right. Like you can't be upset with them. They're not used to you being here. It's just natural. Mom, can I do this? Right. So, But that was a hard adjustment, um, him coming in. After being gone for a year, or so yeah, yeah so I can so I can relate to you. I I get it, you because you're used to just going right, and now it's like I can't. I have to consider <laughs> what he's doing and what his plans are and things yep. like that now instead of just making my plans and going right. Before I made my plans, and if he was home, he was home. If he wasn't, see you, he wasn't. You know, but most of the time, if he was going to be home, I adjusted my schedule so I could be home with him and say, I'd do it another time or whatever. But, um, yeah, it is much better to have him home now. If I (laughs) could just uh, congratulate the both of you, you being a a military spouse, my wife being the spouse of a long-haul trucker, it's tough, and there's a lot of... uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, uh, for whatever reason, uh, uh, people that, that uh, might don't not make it. that don't make it. And so you, you both have. <clears throat> and so my hat's off to both of you. Well, I remind you. Tammy uh, often that, uh, you know, <laughs> you can edit this out if you want, but I'm just going to say it. A lesser woman wouldn't have been able to hack it. That's true. And for both of you in, in both of those situations. Because, you know, statement. I used to be in the military as well, and so I kind of. And, and that marriage did not work. So in the end, it, it fell apart. So well, thank you for yeah, your service. Tough. You're welcome. I was glad to serve. You <laughs> never wanted to be a team truck driver with Alan? <laughs> never went out riding with him? That's yes. what I wanted to know. Yes. Is yeah. what kind, have you ever <clears throat> gone on the yes. truck with him? Uh-huh. Um, he had a designated run to um, Riverside, California. Did that for five years. And he did Driver that. on load. <laughs> and was it was lost. Carpet Company. And he went, um, and I'd go quite a bit, um, quite a bit with him, um, there because I also have a job. And so, um, you know, I had to know when I had, was going to come back. Right. So, um, I would go quite a bit with that when he had that designated run. But, um, other than that, um, most of the travels that we do is on our local, um, drive. So on your ride along, Mm -hmm. so before your very first ride along, He'd come home and tell you about stuff on the truck, and you probably had a perception of what it's like to be on the truck mm-hmm. just by listening to his stories is right. my guess. Right. You get on the truck. How was your perception changed from what he would tell you to what you were actually living? Um, let's see. Well, um, <coughs> um. I'll give you an example. Okay. So um, on one of the ride-alongs that I did, um, I didn't realize how many people wouldn't allow the truck to merge Mm -hmm. or how many people would cut in front of the trucks. Mm -hmm. I already knew that people would 
speed up to pass the truck. So that, right. I already knew that because right. I was one of them prior to my ride along. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize how terrible the four wheels are to the driver who is massive. Right. On the road. You would think it would be the opposite. You'd think, say, come on, you're bigger than I am. Let's go. You go first. So that was a huge difference. Um, And, I mean, I could go on to some of the different perceptions that I had versus when I got on the actual truck. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely changed the way I drive. Mm -hmm. It now has changed the way my husband drives because I'm yelling at him, hey, let him in. Right. Scoot over. Get it, let them in. Definitely. And Linda speeds everywhere she goes. <laughs> I do. I'm a speeder. <laughs> well, I do have to say my husband is a very professional driver. Um, it is hard to drive with him. <laughs> <laughs> I am the worst backseat driver when she's at the wheel. No, he's not backseat. He's right, right, next, right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and needless to say, your hands on the steering wheel is not proper. <laughs> You know, have you looked at your speed? Have you looked at your windows? Have you looked at your mirrors? Oh, my gosh. It's awful. I mean, really awful. Oh, come on. This makes you a better driver. It makes me a better driver. He's, and a safe driver. He's a very safe driver. He's very, um, uh, I have to say that. Um, can, can you repeat the five Smith system keys? <laughs> Okay, her. just one out of five. You're which, teaching her. What, what's one of the five? <laughs> just give them one Smith system key. Check your mirrors. Well, oh. I wouldn't. Okay, maybe uh, getting the big picture <laughs> right. would be part of check it, checking your mirrors. Yeah. Okay, we'll give her that. This it, is the segment of the podcast, everyone, where he gets the frying pan. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but um, where was I going? Um, your perception. Oh, um, I just think that, um, Alan has a very, very, um, good, uh, work ethics and he's, um, he enjoys his job tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, this company is very, very fortunate to have such a great driver. Um, here, here. I know it's my <laughs> husband, but, um, you know, he puts thing he puts things in priority, and his job and his work is a priority in his right. life. <clears throat> and um, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't have that um, drive and um, uh, about their job, but, but he really does. That's and, awesome. Um, I see him every day out on the CDO range, and I yeah. go out and I talk smack to the CDO students. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Alan is very professional out there, what he teaches and how he teaches, and it's a reflection off of, of what him, so I can respect the fact of uh, he's a safe driver, two million miler, and to oh, see yeah. his reflection in other people, that right. says a lot. That's, right. that's why the company wanted him to go into the CDO school. So well, I have you, a Will. question for sure. you. Sure. Um, <clears throat> during one of the ride-along, or during one of the – Five, what were there, five? Uh, five? Night, nightlife uh, Yeah, episodes. nightlife episodes. Mm-hmm. You had Dave Jackson. Yes, what in an your, awesome experience. In your truck. Yes. I remember seeing the video that um, you had him sweeping out your trailer. Well, no, and, and <laughs> I don't know if they got the part where after he was done, all that dust and stuff had kicked up, and he's just hacking and coughing, <laughs> and his eyes are watering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That had to be quite the um, the experience. I enjoyed that episode because 
I mean, you got the president and CEO sitting right next to you yes. and you didn't let up. Yeah. Like um, you made him do what we the do, life of the driver. Except drive and back up. I mean, uh, I, I, and you know, I, being a driver, there's kind of like this dichotomy, you know, between, you know, the labor force versus the management and office people. And to have that come together uh, really <coughs> gave both of us uh, a better understanding of where e each of us are coming from um, uh, to make the uh, the company as a whole uh, the success that it's, it's become. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, at the end of that video, he invited me to, you know, spend a day with him at the office. And so I got to do that and see, you know, uh, what his experience uh, in the office was. And, and of course, that was that was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. He lives a stress free life. In the <laughs> office, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. What a what a unique opportunity that was. And uh, yeah, it'll be a long time before I ever forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I enjoyed yeah. the video. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. So, Tammy. Yes. Do you have any advice to the wives of truck drivers um, who are coming into the industry? So, think of his students coming right. in um, as the spouse. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for them on how to ensure that they're... <clears throat> And I'm, I get a lot of these young 20 to 30-year-old that are just recently married. I just had uh, a young man uh, just a couple of weeks ago that had been married in December. And so he's starting his career in, in trucking. So, yeah, what would you say to his wife, Tammy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have patience. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. The first thing that um, I like about the relationship that Alan and I have is um, – Every night before he would um, go to bed, um, it just made me sleep better, is he would check in with me, and I would know where he was located. Um, uh, that was just one of the things that him and I, we did, um, and that made me feel more comfort. Right. Um, and it's also to allow her to send the uh, uh, emergency personnel to recover my body in case I felt, you know, didn't wake up in the morning. Right. I, I haven't heard from my husband in a night or two, but last time, and really that is a practical That's smart thing. Because you know? That's smart. That's practical. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, unfortunely things like that have happened. You hear stories there. all the time of yeah. finding the driver in the cab of yeah. the truck and nobody's yeah. heard anything from them from days. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, another thing, um, uh, just, I mean, you need to have your um, faith but in his, um, you know, he's a professional driver, and you need to um, uh, let, you know, your faith know that he's going to be taken care of right. out there. Um, you know, I mean, it's hard because you hear all these accidents and everything, but, you know, I do know that Alan is very uh, smart and makes wise decisions, so if he's tired, you know, I know he will stop and some rest and um you know and i'm grateful that he's that smart to know that yeah. you know um the wives i think that they just need to be very supportive and um you know um let their husbands realize let their husbands um know that they're they're, they're home and they're waiting for them to get home um so 
it's not like you want them to get home immediately, but you are will be there when when they, they get come home. In. Yeah, yeah, you know, they'll be waiting on them. Right, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I'm curious. I know um, when my husband would be deployed. Say if he were deployed to Saudi, I wouldn't watch the news because I didn't want to hear. Because you know, then you're like, oh my god, was he involved in that? Was this so I would stay uh-huh. off of the news? Uh huh. Do you stay off of the news um, if he's out over the road to avoid accidents or anything like that? Or did um, not bother no, you? No, that that didn't bother me. Um, usually, I'm not watching the news when he's gone. She's out playing dominoes. I'm playing dominoes. <laughs> I'm playing dominoes. I ain't got time for the news. Hustling her friends in the neighborhood for all their money. <laughs> yeah, and I love to shop. I'm a oh, shop. off the money. I, she I'm a shopper too. All her I, I love to. I mean, no, I can go to stores and spend, you know, a lot of time Me and not too. come home with nothing. Me too. I can shop in any store. I've never yeah. been in a store I couldn't shop in. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he just, you know, Alan sometimes don't understand how I can go to the stores so and not can, come can home I expand, with anything. Can I expand on this just a little <laughs> I bit? I love to shop. Me Remember too. the frying pan, Alan. Uh, I know. I'm <laughs> still over there. So um, we have been enjoying regular vacation time in Hawaii over the last about 10 years now. And so, so the last trip we were on was uh, November a year ago, and it's like the last day there, and she's got two of her friends there. I got my son and his wife there, and uh, <laughs> they, we go down to old Lahaina town, and of course they want to go to all the souvenir shops, you know? And it's like, no, we're going to go snorkel out to Lahaina Pier, you know, so me and my son that and his wife, that's what we do. And, then, you know, it's like shopping, really? In Hawaii? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Will? What's I, your take well, on it? Uh, as I'm sitting here listening, I, Ellen, I didn't want you to know, but she sent you all snorkeling. She's sitting at the bar over there hustling all the <laughs> islanders and dominoes over here. She won a lot of money to get the souvenirs. That way you didn't have to know. <laughs> uh, so, Alan, I have to... Uh, I have to ask you, advice out there for people in the industry, new or old into it, uh, what are five essential things that you would recommend for drivers to have in their truck? Oh, good grief. Okay, so, you know, I I run out of a very mild uh, to hot climate here in the southwest. So it it could lull a person into a false sense of of security because in two days I could be in a blizzard in Casper, Wyoming. Right. So I... I can't tell you how many times I've seen truck drivers out there in Wyoming in cutoffs, t-shirts, and flip-flops in below freezing weather. <laughs> so you got to have the clothing for uh, either really hot weather or really cold weather. Yeah. All right. You've Always got be prepared. I like to carry what I call a trucker toolbox of trucker tricks. You know, so just some basic hand tools and. And things like that, uh, you know. Like screwdrivers and yeah, yeah, screwdrivers, hammers, hammers nuts and bolts type thing. Exactly. I mean, if I come across a, a trailer that has a, a mud flap that has been torn off, you know, I, I can, you know, in, at least install one myself. Right. Um, I got a good road story about that if you want to hear real quick. Sure. One. You got to get the five P's out of the way. You oh, can't. Okay. Yeah, you got, you got to get <laughs> all. Well, oh, oh, just, just, okay, oh. okay. Um, <laughs> Crack know, the whip, Will. Uh, <laughs> carrying on um you know make sure that you got you know the company issued items uh all stock you know like a a, a 
the 50 foot length of air hose in case you need to top off a tire. Yeah. Um, you know, your crowbar, that is a very handy thing to have that our company issues us with the truck. Not to beat people with, right? To work. Right. <laughs> and, and, and if you ask Dave Jackson, a push broom is of utmost importance. A leaf blower. For sure. Or a leaf blower. A battery <laughs> operated leaf blower. Yeah, 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 that would be good too, a leaf so blower. There's a quick five. Okay, now you can go back to your story. Yeah, so um, I had a, a, a trailer mud flap replaced by a nearby truck stop shop, and it cost $80. To replace a mud flap? Yeah, yeah, and I thought that ain't going to never happen again. So, wow. You know, so, so when it comes to mud flaps, it's real easy. Uh, you just keep a couple of spares tucked up under your mattress. You got the tools to... <laughs> You know, a wrench and a and a, and a, you know a, a, an adjustable wrench and some uh, crescent wrenches, and you're off to the races. And 15 minutes, you get it replaced. And you know, the mud flap itself probably doesn't cost much more than you know 15, 20 dollars. You know. So yeah. The reason I wanted to ask is, you know, you're two million miles. That's mm-hmm. you know, somebody is what is it, two hundred and fifty thousand miles to the moon? Yeah. So I mean, that's a lot of miles. Do you want to see if there. I can go to ten items? Sure. Absolutely. All right, so we stopped at five. <laughs> okay, so spare five windshield wipers, which our shop should the issues us. So make sure that you're, you know, once again, driving across the desert a lot like I do, um, those uh, rubber uh, wipers can get Go messed up, yeah. Uh, pretty cracked. Or and a dried. potato. Oh, potato? Yeah. You've never seen the potato? Mm-hmm. Never watched Bill Nye, the science guy? So if you're ever in a rainstorm, and the only thing you have in your car is a bag of groceries and your windshield wipers stop working, take the potato, cut it in half, smear it on your windshield. It acts as rain X. Cool. So, so six, a uh, oh, spare potato? That <laughs> 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 no, makes sense. We've got to keep a spare potato in there. Absolutely. How <laughs> It'll start spudding. <laughs> French fries you can eat and see. Oh but I would God. have at least a week's worth of food and water on the truck at any given time. So you get those big old... Uh, cases of uh, bottled water and and when it comes to my my food of course you want non-perishables you know some canned goods and and things like that that would uh, ensure your survival for for at least a week you know so i just have to ask you this just in case okay i have to ask you this all right okay (laughs) did you carry a infinite supply of hormel chili ramen Uh, noodles uh, you know the, the chili yes I'm not a fan of ramen noodles, <laughs> sorry to say. Okay. Oh, wow. I actually went hiking in the Grand Canyon once, and I learned this lesson, uh, you know, cause since they're so light. Right. You know, you just add water, warm it up, and oh, I just did not enjoy the taste of that. You, leave, didn't, leave. Like, you didn't like the... No, not at all. Man, I love a good chicken, the chicken flavor ramen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was just down, downright rank. But that being said, <laughs> I've actually hauled <laughs> loads of ramen noodles, in case anybody wants to know. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, another thing, I would take my mountain bike with me, all right? So we have, you know, the, on a lot of our trucks, we got a lower and an upper bunk. Uh-huh. So I fold the top bunk down, and we haul a lot of the uh, uh, big paper uh, pulp board uh, out of the Northwest and yep. paper factories and stuff, and they, they always lay those rubber mats down on the f- trailer fo- floor. You, oh, I love repurposing those, but one of the things that I would do is take and Make sure that the mattress still is in its bag. I don't want to damage that. But put those uh, rubber mats across the top, and I can just take the front wheel off of the my mountain bike and and, and throw it ca- on there. Ca- throw it up there, bungee it down, and and uh, it was great to be able to you know on downtime have access to the the mountain bike and 
get a little exercise and stuff. Right. I, I notice a lot of guys just strap them onto the back of their cab, but that exposes them to all the weather. I've and seen them crushed oh, when the yeah. fifth wheel is up too far and they yeah. crush their bikes taking a corner. Yeah, and yeah. actually... His to, guitar, too. Oh, and yeah. my guitar, yes. yes. Oh, so you yeah. like to play a little guitar. So well, here, we, you know what? we guitar. You guys have all these things did. we talked about here, and we were almost going to let him off the hook this easy. So Uh-oh. Alan has a very special talent that not one of you has even brought up. Did you know this guy could take a piece of wood and whittle it into what? Uh, a, a, a really nice ukulele. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so let me expand out on that. So, when my family, uh, when my dad graduated from college and got his career started, he, we got relocated here to Phoenix when I was just nine years old, and he became a, a, a college professor out there at Glendale Community College. My dad has always been a, a guitar player. And uh, one of his colleagues over there introduced my dad into Luthery and guitar building. Oh. And uh, so I was always, between me and my brother, we've always been around my dad while he's down at the shop, you know, building these guitars. He would have, you know, a lot of time off in the summer being a teacher. And, he, and usually he'd, he could produce a guitar during his time off. And uh, my dad retired about eight, nine years ago and, and, and had a, a shed built in his backyard. So he, he's got a Luthery shop back there. Um, I guess it was about four or five uh, winters ago, I decided just to avoid a couple of months of driving in the winter. And, and once again, it goes back to the flexibility of this company. And uh, I was able to afford it. And uh, I took two whole months off, January and February, and went into my dad's shop and under his tutelage, um, him and I were, and really, he kind of showed me what to do, and I did it, and uh, produced a, a pretty uh, sharp-looking uh, baritone ukulele. You think maybe wow. when it, is it okay if we get pictures, you know, oh, just absolutely. for people to see? Absolutely, there? Okay, absolutely. Perfect. I wanted sure. to ask your permission because no. it's it's cool. Every Friday, they have a jam session in the CDO student room. Yeah. There's like four or five of them in there, yeah. and it's the coolest thing. The I morale. They're in there, man, and the students just think that that is the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Does that mean you sing too? No, <laughs> but I got to tell you, every once once he in a while we'll get to me. we'll get a student that that has singing abilities, and and they'll they'll join in and sing, and boy, that just adds a lot, just that much more fun to the experience. But so this means I need to show up on Friday and sing. Oh, no. <laughs> no. and join in and jam in the jam session. All I heard was she's going to sing. Uh, that's what I heard. Yeah. Bring a kazoo or something. A kazoo? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Anything would help. I can play spoons. I'm from oh, Tennessee. That, that would add. That would add. <laughs> and of course, right? <laughs> and uh, of course, one of my fellow instructors is at a professional level. He, he actually hires out around town on the weekends and, and uh, offers uh, various bands that need a bass player. And uh, we've gotten to go out and see him perform. And uh, what an amazing talent he is. Oh, wow. And even though he's uh, a lot younger than me, I mean, his musical um uh, knowledge is just vast that's my kentucky buddy this is Uh the country music that linda put a blast on here on one of our episodes yeah that's the uh so we'll give a shout out to our other musician that linda doesn't like that style of music well you know he can play johnny cash oh yeah so maybe we get him on here just yeah (laughs) yeah get him and his wife yep (laughs) That yep. was on the this or that oh, episode. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
You so. know what, guys? It's been it's been a blast. Tammy, it's been an honor getting to meet you. Thank and, you. And uh, thank you very much for being a good sport, Alan. Yep. It's always a pleasure, man, always to pleasure. have conversation right. with you. And uh, very good to hear positive stories from both of you that you were both successful, you know, in the trucking career. And, uh, hey, you know what? I wish you guys a lifetime of happiness, honestly. Well, thank and you. And thank you for coming, successfully coming back into the home. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Every day. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So it's been a, a big uh, a benefit and a blessing to us. Absolutely. Absolutely, guys. Well, yeah. do you know what that means? Well, by the sound of it, I think it's one more story with Corey. One more story, Corey. I got the popcorn ready. Oh, uh, we got a big bag. It is. My mouth is watering already. Would you like some? <laughs> Yes, in just a moment. Kind of hard to tell your story with a mouthful it of popcorn. It is, but it's worse to pick your teeth on camera. Right? I know. <laughs> Why didn't you right? tell me that before I ate popcorn? No, no close-ups. smile so like this. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it never ceases to amaze me about the diversity of the driver population and their backgrounds and their interests and their training. Mm -hmm. So my story today is about one of our fellow uh, drivers in the industry, his name is Paul. And driving was his second profession. His first pro profession um, at, was an accountant. Really? So he got his four-year degree in accounting uh -huh. and spent 20 years working in that industry in one job or another. And, um, and then had a big change of life, went through a divorce, and decided he wanted to have another career. Well, since he was a little boy, he thought of big things like trains or trucks. And he talked to a friend and he said, hey, you have to have your name on the waiting list to get on, on with the railroad. So the next best thing was he got his CDL and started driving and found another love, of course. And so very interesting um, that he's accountant and a driver. And he uses his accounting, and it shows through, because with the company he's with, he made sure he went on the uh, IRS tax <laughs> tables and the state tax tables to make sure that they were taking out the proper tax nice. out of his check. Of course. Why would not want to be in that vortex of trouble. <laughs> but the cool thing about uh, Paul and his story is the type of person that he is. Two things. Remember we talked about uh, Good Samaritans? Mm -hmm. Truly a Good Samaritan. On a snowy, wintry day um, up in Washington, he pulls into a rest area and notices there is a lady, probably in distress. You know, you can tell someone when they're, you know, maybe homeless or, you know, out of sorts or down on their luck. Right. And so... He just had the impression that she might need something to eat. Um, he didn't have a whole lot, but he hopped out of his truck and went over to her and asked her if she was hungry, and she acknowledged the fact that she was hungry. Um, I think he had seen her moseying over to a trash, trash bin. And he said, I don't have much, but I got a couple of cans of chili. And she said, oh, that would be so great. So... Not having any way to heat it up, he went back to his truck and heated up a couple of cans of chili and gave it to this 
lady down on her luck uh, on a snowy day in Washington. Isn't that an amazing story? That's so sweet. That's nice to hear in the industry where, where so many times you hear the negative. It's, it's really cool to hear the positive things that drivers do out there. That's They, awesome. they kind of get a bad rap anymore. They so do. That, that's really cool to it's hear. It's a great story. Yeah. And... I always like to talk when they talk to them if they've seen anything crazy on the road. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> <clears throat> so envision him driving down a three-lane highway. He's in the center. Okay. And there's a grain truck ahead of him probably 150 yards. And he notices an RV passing him on the right. As he looks up ahead and is scanning the road like all good drivers do, keeping you know looking out in the distance and on the horizon, he sees a puff of blue smoke and then an explosion. Uh-oh. And he realizes that the grain truck lost both tires on the tandem axle and the axle on the rear. Oh, no. On the no. passenger side. And all of a sudden, one of the tires comes flying off and hits the RV that's just past oh, him. No. And then he noticed the other tire crosses in front of him across the median Thankfully, missed all the oncoming traffic and ended up on the shoulder of the other road. Ooh, wow. Oh, gosh. And, and his comment was, you know, you think you've seen everything in trucking, but you never <laughs> want to say it yeah. because he said that one day to a, a gentleman that he knew, and he said, yep, you never want to say it because I thought I'd seen everything until I saw a cow up in the power lines after a tornado. What? <laughs> Gosh. And that's a pretty good story. That's a really think? good story. Wow. wow. Good God. It's always nice to have Corey on to tell us. Well, what I'm what I'm most happy about is he witnessed that and he was far enough back that he was at least able to come to a stop and wasn't affected by everything. That Says was going a on lot in front about his driving habits, right? doesn't it? Definitely a safe I'd driver. Kind of, I'd kind of like to know. If Corey ran into anyone to tell the story of the cow, what happened to it in the power lines, I'm kind of like, and now there's more to be continued. To be continued. <laughs> no, Please. that's when we ask our listeners. Yeah. Hey. Call us to tell us, not call us, tell us. they've got some stories, we'd love to share. Yeah. Maybe a story of a uh, cow and a power line. Any <laughs> unique stories that Indeed. you too would like to share. You're in yeah. competition with Corey now, so good luck. I would love I would love to hear some of those stories. Me too. You can email them to us at beyondtherig at nighttrans.com. Great. Hey, please pass, pass the popcorn. Mm. Corey, thank you again for your time. Always a pleasure. See you later. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the one more story with Corey. You can never tell what that guy is going to tell you. Huh? I truly enjoy listening I, I, to him. It's, it's very interesting to hear the stories that he's captured over the years. For sure. Yep. But uh, before we wrap it up, there is a birthday in the house. And I know that this episode is going to air after his birthday has already passed, but today is his birthday. So... We would, without further ado. And he did not want anybody to mention. And he actually tried being brave, saying, it's, it's going to be months after the fact. Yeah, he didn't yeah. like the fact that we were bringing him up. But we're doing it anyways, because that's what we do. That's how we roll. And his name is Alec. He's and behind the scenes, like yeah. Oz. Yeah. So, wonder if we could get a shot of Alec. You know, he puts us on the spot here. We totally should put him yeah, on the spot. Yeah, that way the, uh, the viewers... 
Could, you know, see the guy over here who... See uh, the Oz. See the Oz. Just so you know, there's several Oz's in the room, but this is one of them, and it's his day. And we give his shout-out for Alec. Very good. It's his day, and it's Happy his birthday. birthday. Now, had I known that Alan um, did the ukuleles and guitars, I totally would have had him bring it in, and we could have sung Happy Birthday acapella with the guitar. Oh, my. Goodness. I didn't know. Did Bell. not even think. That's, that's your failure. It's his. He didn't air it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Alec. Hope you have a wonderful birthday. birthday. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening or watching, because they can watch, um, Beyond the Rig. So, are you ready? Probably Subscribe not. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Or anywhere else that you can get podcasts. Oh, you messed it up. It's stream or stream wherever you're listening not to professionals. Podcasts. Not professionals at no, this. No, we're not. I'm still just stoning it We're going to get wall. it right one day. Let's try it again. You ready? Probably going to mess it up again. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Or stream wherever you listen to podcasts. Woohoo! That's a wrap. That was a Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 1010 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.